Genesis 37, 3. Oh, just begin in verse 1. Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for your word today. Um, I thank you for your great love toward us. Uh, you have met with us already by your spirit, just as you promised, and we thank you for the good services this morning, Sunday school, the children and adults, the worship hour. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. We thank you for the word going forth in our streaming services as well. We pray for that tonight. We're thankful for those that are here with us and for those that are here with us online. And Father, we pray that your word and your spirit would just meet the need of every heart. And fill my dear wife with your spirit watching the children at nursery tonight. Help me, fill me with your spirit, dear God, just... Uh, preaching, relaying that which, uh, which you have for the church tonight. And uh, from your word, dear God, I just pray for that filling. And I pray that your spirit would give understanding. And, and Father, as only you can, take your word and for the glory of your Son, speak to every heart uh, that we might be drawn closer to you. We pray always that souls might be saved. Sinners would recognize their sins can be forgiven uh, through faith in Jesus Christ. And also that saints, uh, those who have had their sins forgiven, uh, would want to grow and uh, know that we can by your grace and by your power and by your word. And I thank you, Father, that we can be as best we know how and by your power, lights and a help in this community. And, and I pray you'd help us to continue to be that as well. And, uh, and Father, we pray for mercies for our land. We pray for revival in our hearts, in our churches, and in our land. Uh, Father, that, uh, uh, that you might in some way be more glorified. And, uh, and Father, we just look to that. And Father, we pray, we ask these things in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We read the word of God and uh, we understand that Jesus Christ is the focal point of the Bible. Uh, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, he, uh, he is the light of the world. And uh, he, uh, uh, the Father hath committed all judgment unto the Son. Uh, all these things about Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, the Bible says, In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And so we understand that, uh, that this book is really about Jesus Christ. Uh, all of the Old Testament points forward uh, uh, to, uh, to Jesus Christ and all of the New Testament uh, points backward uh, uh, to Jesus Christ. And so uh, we look at that and uh, we put these things together. We realize that he is the one we need. 
salvation is not a religion it's a relationship amen it's a person and it's Jesus Christ it's knowing knowing him Jesus said this is life eternal that they may know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent and that is indeed uh, life eternal for the next few Sunday nights I felt directed to just uh, preach some messages on the life of Joseph and get some practical uh, applications from the life of Joseph. As we've seen in the passage tonight, uh, uh, Joseph was the favorite uh, among the uh, 12 sons of Jacob. Uh, not a good thing for a father to have a favorite like that uh, necessarily, but uh, uh, we see that he was a, was a favored son there. And uh, tonight, uh, I want to look at just uh, how Joseph is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, so many things in the life of Joseph are an illustration and a reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We might call that in the Bible an antitype. He is uh, a, a picture of what was to come in the life of Christ. Uh, God, of course, is is the controller of the universe. He's the God of, who controls history. It is his story. And so he used, has used many things in history to point us to the truths uh, of Jesus Christ, his son. Uh, make no mistake about it, uh, there was no greater period on earth than that time when his son, Jesus Christ, came to the earth over 2,000 years ago, lived here about 33 and a half years, died on an old rugged cross, sinless uh, though he was. He was buried and, and resurrected, and he did that for the sins of the whole world, the Bible says. And so now the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, that's Jesus Christ, shall be saved. There's no greater time in the history of this planet uh, than those days, over 2,000 years ago now. But yet his spirit is here with us as he promised. He comes in and dwells all those who look to him for forgiveness and trust him to be their savior. So tonight, kind of uh, machine gun fire and as fast as I preach, that's kind of scary for me to say that. I understand that. But uh, I just want to give us some verses that just kind of show us how Joseph's life illustrates the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. And so we'll begin uh, there uh, where we read. Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. He was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. So uh, uh, he was a favorite. And of course, what do you read about, about the Lord Jesus Christ? In Matthew 3.17, I'd be going back and forth from Genesis to the Gospels, uh, Genesis to the uh, New Testament, and uh, just making these comparisons, showing how he does illustrate the life of Christ. Joseph, the beloved of his father, Matthew 3.17, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. So that was God speaking, uh, 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 to, speaking about Jesus Christ, his son, as John the Baptist baptized him. Uh, a voice from heaven, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Uh, he was the favored son of the father. Uh, by the way, he was sent by his father to his brethren. Uh, we read about Joseph in, in Genesis 37, 13. In Israel, that's Jacob, said, said unto Joseph, do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, uh, Here am I. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren, and, and well with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the vale of Hebron, 
and he came to Shechem. So Joseph is sent to his brethren. And uh, Jesus, when he came to minister upon this earth, uh, he was uh, uh, asked of uh, a certain person to minister him to him in a certain way. And his answer was, in Matthew 15, 24, he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. We understand that Jesus had a special purpose in his first coming here for, for Israel uh, to present himself as their Messiah, as their king, if they would receive him. However, they did not receive him. And so uh, he, was sent, uh, he was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jacob was sent to his, his brothers, uh, who, in a sense, uh, were lost. Uh, Jacob wanted to know where they were and, and, see, and see how they were doing. An illustration there of the mission of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, both were prophesied. Uh, both uh, it was prophesied that he that Christ would rule over Israel, and the same was true for for Joseph and and, and Jesus. Uh, so Joseph goes to his brethren. He speaks of his brethren. He, he says he had a dream in Genesis thirty-seven seven. He says we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright, and behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheep. His brethren said unto him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told his brethren. He said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee on the earth? So Joseph's dreams, he, was, he told his, uh, his uh, brethren and his father and mother. Uh, we don't know uh, if God... Uh, directly told him to tell them we don't know the details behind that but he did tell them their dreams that he would reign over them and uh, we remember when Jesus Christ was born uh, in Luke chapter uh, 1 the record of that the angel Gabriel uh, came to Mary and uh, told her that though she was a virgin uh, that she was going to have a child of course she rightly asked well how is this going to be well the angel explained that and then the angel talked about the child and said about this child that this miraculous child that Mary would have said he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David uh, that is a throne that is the throne that is given in Israel so uh, uh, that's not a throne in heaven that's a throne given in Israel so uh, uh, Christ came to present himself to be their Messiah and King. They rejected him. By the way, one day he will sit upon the throne of Israel. Uh, he's coming back at the, uh, the, 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 the order of events yet in the Bible is, uh, is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. There's the rapture. Jesus Christ is the next event, the next event by the way, which could happen before I take my next breath. Uh, Jesus Christ is going to return and he is going, the trump's going to sound and he's going to return in the air. Trump's going to blow. The Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first. All Christians who have died will come out of the grave. And then Paul writes, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and shall, shall we ever be with the Lord. So 
So that's the next event on God's calendar. That's going to happen. And uh, if you're a believer, you're going up. Dead or alive, you're going up. And, uh, and, and you'll be gone off the earth. Then there's a seven-year tribulation, almost uh, hell on earth. Of course, not as bad as hell. We believe that the Bible speaks literally of hell. It's an eternal burning fire where people are, are in eternal bodies, and that's where they suffer for eternity, those who reject Jesus Christ. But during that seven-year tribulation, there will be all kinds of trials and tur turbulence on the earth uh, that will end at, at God's bidding Christ will come again uh, uh, and uh, destroy the armies that will come to attack him at that time set up a thousand year reign on the earth uh, that will end and then will be a new heavens and a new earth but, uh, but he's going to come and be king over Israel he'll be king over Israel during that thousand year period he'll reign on the earth and by the way the Bible says uh, that there he will reign with a rod of iron See, at that time, there'll still be people that, uh, that are in mortal bodies. Some will be in immortal bodies. And, uh, and uh, he'll be reigning on the earth. And Jesus Christ will be king on the earth. And by, by the way, when you do wrong then, you will be justly punished for it. And by the way, uh, there won't be a need for a jury. Uh, there won't be need for any of that because the all-knowing God will be reigning. Christ himself will be reigning upon the earth. So there will be swift justice for evil. Uh, there will be uh, a bountiful uh, atmosphere and circumstances for good. And uh, he'll be reigning in that way. So, But uh, prophesied, ruling, Christ will. Joseph, we know, uh, he... Uh, he ruled uh, over his brethren in, uh, uh, in Egypt. He had that dream, and we know he, was, he, he ruled over his brethren. Uh, another would like this between the two, uh, that their brethren proposed to deny their claims. And uh, dream, his, Joseph's brethren proposed to deny his claims. Uh, when Joseph came to check up on him, they saw him coming. And his brethren said, Come now, therefore, let us slay him. And cast him into some pit. And we will say some evil beast hath devoured him. And we shall see what will become of his dreams. And uh, uh, that sounds uh, familiar, doesn't it? Uh, in Matthew 27 42 about Jesus Christ. When they put him on the cross, what did those leaders say? He saved others. Himself he, can, himself he cannot save. By the way, that wasn't the case. Himself he would not save. <laughs> uh, he hung there for you uh, and for me. And uh, they went on to, to, to rail him. They said, if he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we'll believe him. They denied his claims. And even as his brothers, Joseph's brothers, denied uh, his dreams. Uh, uh, they went about doing good. The Bible says in Genesis 39 too, Joseph was a prosperous man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. The Lord was with Joseph. Genesis uh, 39, 21. Uh, showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So uh, uh, Joseph went around doing good. By the way, Joseph is one of those few people about, uh, about which the Bible has nothing ill to say. Uh, doesn't say anything negative about Joseph. Daniel's another and a few others. Uh, but there's just, just doesn't say anything ill about him. It doesn't mean that Joseph never sinned. Uh, the Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, everyone has sinned except for Jesus Christ. Uh, but yet the Bible uh, chooses not to mention any of Joseph's faults and such. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, he went about doing good. 
And the Bible says uh, about Jesus Christ uh, in uh, Acts uh, chapter 10 there as the apostles are preaching. They said, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Another reflection of, uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, before his exaltation, he lived as a servant, uh, Joseph did. Remember, he had this dream. He's going to rule over his brethren. And uh, what happened? They threw him in a pit, sold him into Egypt. And the Bible says uh, 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 that uh, uh, he ended up in prison. We'll get to uh, that a little bit here in a minute as to how, how he did. But the, the captain of the guard uh, uh, was in, in the prison there. And while Joseph was in the prison, uh, Pharaoh, his, the head of his, uh, his bakers and the head of his, his, his uh, butlers were cast into prison. And, uh, the, and the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, Genesis 44. And he served them, and they continued a season inward. So Joseph was a servant in prison, even though he was bound at night like the other prisoners and such, perhaps. The captain of the guard would loose him, perhaps, during the day, let him serve others. And, and, uh, and so he was a servant. Remember what Jesus said to his followers? Whether is greater, Who's, which one's greater? He that sitteth at meat? Or he that serveth. Is not he that sitteth at meat? But I am among you as he that serveth. You went into a house and you saw someone sitting there with their nice tidy napkin tucked in their shirt. You know, so they don't get messed up. And, and, and the table all set. And someone going around serving them. And uh, who would you think was greater in the house? Well, you think that person sitting at the table there getting served. He must be the great one. But when you went into the, if, you'd have walked, if we'd have walked into the, uh, to that last supper there where Jesus and his disciples were, we'd have walked in there. We'd have found the disciples sitting around the feet. And we'd have seen one of them going around and washing their feet. What, what, what might we have thought? Oh, he must be the servant. Well, the fact is, yes, he was the servant. But he made himself the servant. The fact is, the king of kings and the lord of lords was, on his, was bowing down and washing his disciples' feet out of love. He was giving us an example. He says, if you, want to be great, if you want to be a great Christian, then be a great servant. If you want to be a great Christian, then love others and love God. And, uh, and don't demand that recognition that the world demands, you know, uh, for those kind of things. He says, he says Christians uh, lead uh, by example uh, and by love. So before the exaltation, he lived as a servant. Uh, Joseph also was rejected by his brethren. Uh, they saw him afar off. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us slay him. Cast him into some pit. And so, uh, so they rejected him. What does it say about Jesus? John 1-11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Same thing with Joseph. Came unto his own brethren, and they, and they received him not. They cast him into a pit. Uh, Joseph was delivered up for envy. Genesis 37, 11, His brethren envied him. But his father observed the saying. Jacob thought about that. Hmm, maybe this is, wonder what God's doing here. But his brethren envied him. And uh, uh, about these dreams. He's going to rule over us. You know, there was only, he was almost young, only one brother younger than him. And he's going to rule over all of us. And they envied him uh, for these dreams. <clears throat> And you know when they captured Jesus and the authorities began to 
assess the situation and consider the, 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 uh, the, uh, the accusations of the scribes and Pharisees uh, that had taken part in the arrest. Uh, it says uh, in Matthew 27, 17, uh, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. You see, the things that the scribes and that the religious leaders of the day hated the most was the multitudes were following Jesus. And by the way, Jesus at times condemned those religious leaders. Why? Because they were practicing their traditions over the written word of God. They had exalted their traditions over the written word of God. Listen, the written word of God is the final authority for every Christian. It's not your church tradition. It's not our church tradition. It's not how our church defines the Bible, how your church defines the Bible. It's how the Bible defines itself. You go to the context, you study it, you read it, and what the Bible says is what it says. And what it means, what it means in the context. And you can learn it yourself. You don't need a Baptist preacher or, or, or a priest or, or whatever other uh, names you give to religious leaders uh, 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 to, uh, to be an intermediator between, between you and God. You can go right to God. And, uh, uh, and so he was delivered up for envy. Joseph was and Jesus was. Uh, and we, it's interesting that they both uh, were sold. Uh, and, and in Genesis 37, 28, they had thrown Joseph in the pit, and many knights came by, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit, and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph to Egypt. What did they do? What did Judas give the scribes and Pharisees? And Judas, which had betrayed him when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself, and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests. Uh, and elders. I'd read some place that that, uh, that was the, the price of a slave for the time and place in each event. One, one 30 pieces of silver, one 20 pieces of silver. I couldn't find that, that reference re studying study again this time. But, uh, uh, but nonetheless, they were both sold for silver. And uh, another way that they are alike, uh, alike. Joseph was delivered into, hand, into the hand of the Gentiles. They're passed by Midianites, merchantmen. They lifted Joseph out of the pit. Sold Joseph to, to, uh, to, to, the, to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. Uh, and, uh, and they brought Joseph into Egypt. Uh, they, sold, they sold him to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, uh, captain's guard. So he, so he winds up uh, uh, being sold uh, by the Jews to the Gentiles. And uh, what does uh, Jesus say uh, in Matthew 10, 33? He says, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him death, to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles. Who else uh, was delivered? Jesus Christ was. He was delivered to the Romans uh, uh, by, by the Jews. And by the way, uh, Jews and Gentiles alike were guilty in the crucifixion. Amen. Uh, uh, some people try to, try, try to blame the Jews. No, uh, the crucifixion, folks, was God's plan. Uh, and that was for the whole world. And, uh, and, uh, and, and we are thankful that Christ did that and that God planned that so that through that we could be saved. Both uh, suffered false accusations. Remember Potiphar's wife? 
uh, in Genesis 39, Joseph was faithfully serving his master. And Potiphar's wife wanted to be with Joseph, but Joseph refused uh, to, uh, to be involved in such sin, which, which would be against God and against Potiphar, who, who both he was faithful to. And uh, so she grabbed him one day when he was in the house and thought that she could convince him to, to, to be with her. And uh, she screamed, and what did Joseph do? The Bible says he, he fled, he got him out, but she, she grabbed a hold of his garment, and, uh, and she uh, kept a, a hold of it. And then she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying in Genesis 39, 14, See, he, that's her husband, hath brought in a Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice, liar. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled he, and fled and got him out. And so she was, was framing Joseph because she didn't get to have uh, her, her, her way with him. You remember that story? Remember then what did Potiphar do? He sent Joseph to prison uh, uh, for that. Potiphar was angered. But uh, I, I've read some, some commentators that that was a curious act uh, because Potter, uh, Potter, uh, the, the, uh, the captain of the guard there, he was a general in the army. He was a captain of the guard. Uh, he, 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 he was wealthy. For, for a slave to do that to his wife, I mean, that, that pretty much death penalty. Why does he just go to prison? Some have, some have thought that, that maybe Potter knew just what his wife was like. <laughs> he, I think some, have, some have, have conjectured that maybe he knew she had something to do with it. And, uh, and by the way, Joseph was making Potiphar very wealthy. Uh, every, everything that Joseph, and all his work that he did for Potiphar, what, what, it, it was, God was just blessing it, and it was abundance, abundance, abundance. And now his wife... Whom, Potter, whom, whom her husband knows very well, uh, comes and says, he tried to be with me. Of course, he's been around Joseph enough. He's been around his wife enough. He doesn't kill. <laughs> he's very angry. Many think at first, well, he's angry because of the wife thing. Maybe, maybe he is angry because of the wife thing. But um, maybe it's his wife that's making him angry rather than Joseph. We don't know the details behind it. But we do know this. Strangely, he did not kill Joseph. He had him sent to prison. And uh, so, so, and it was by a lie, uh, by a lie that we see that. <clears throat> so they were false accusations. And uh, they sought false accusations against Jesus when they captured him in the garden and brought him to the palace of the high priest and such. They sought false accusation, Matthew 26, 60, but found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, yea, yea, found they none. At the last came two false witnesses and said, This fellow said I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And of course, what was he talking about? In the context, he was talking about his body. Uh, they would destroy his body. They would kill him. And in three days, he would rise again. Uh, both uh, had a garment that, that was dipped in blood. Uh, when Joseph's brethren sold him, they took Joseph's coat and killed a kid of the goats and dipped the coat in the blood. Uh, actually, Christ will have a garment dipped in blood. Revelation 19:13. he comes back. Remember when I told you the order of events? He's coming back to take Christians away. There'll be a seven-year period of tribulation. Then he's coming back to destroy all the armies that have gathered to fight against Jerusalem on the earth at that time. At that, the first, the first coming back is a time of mercy. He's taking believers out. 
He'll be taking believers out of the, of the world. This, the time he comes after that is a time of judgment. He's coming to destroy armies that are gathering against Jerusalem and to set up his kingdom upon the earth. There will be much bloodshed at that time, and it will happen from the word of God coming out of the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ when he destroys those armies. And the Bible says about, about that time in Revelation 19, 13, about our Lord Jesus Christ. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. He's the Word of God, Jesus. He's the Word of God incarnate. And he's coming back one day uh, to, to, uh, to deliver in that, in that respect. That'll be after the Great Tribulation period. Uh, Joseph and, and Christ were both fruitful in their land of affliction. Uh, Joseph uh, had Manasseh, uh, and, uh, and he called his name Manasseh. He said, he said, God hath made me forget all my toil, my father's house. In the name of the second son, called he Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Hebrews 2.10 says about Jesus Christ, for it became him, or it was dislike him, it was appropriate for him, for it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, that's Jesus Christ, in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Actually, God made Christ perfect through sufferings. Uh, Christ, sinless, holy, went through all those sufferings perfectly without sinning. He was tried in every way and never sinned. And when he died, he died a completely sinless death. He died a tried in every way and, and, and died a completely sinless death. He was made perfect through sufferings. And yet, why? Since Christ has died and risen again, how many people have been saved? Countless thousands. The Bible says those in heaven will be innumerable, although it'll be few compared to the people who lived on the earth of all time. Uh, yet, yet, those in heaven, the Bible says, will be, will be innumerable. Uh, uh, these, are, these are things the Bible clearly teaches us. Uh, he, Jesus er, was reported to be dead when in fact he was alive. By the way, the same was true of Joseph. Uh, Come, let us slay him. Let's cast him into some pit. And uh, we'll say some evil beast hath devoured him. And what did Jacob say? Uh, he, said, he said, it's my son's coat. An evil beast hath devoured him. Joseph is without, dent, without doubt ran in pieces. Uh, both were reported to be dead. Uh, when in fact uh, they were alive and uh, <clears throat> Jesus Christ rose from the, the dead we know that Joseph was exalted to the right hand of Pharaoh and uh, Genesis 41 uh, Christ is exalted in the Godhead uh, Romans 1:19. for it pleased the father that in him should all fullness dwell Christ exalted in the Godhead uh, Joseph when he remember when Joseph became uh, uh, the ruler in Egypt, he was made second ruler by Pharaoh, and uh, he was ruler over all, over all of Egypt. And his brethren came, what? They, there was a great famine in the land of Canaan, and they came to Egypt to get food because they heard that, that there was the corn, there was wheat and stuff in, in, in Egypt, and they could go there and get food. And Joseph, at this time now, he's been exalted by Pharaoh, and he looks like an Egyptian. He's been shaven, and, uh, and he's been serving Pharaoh for a good while. And his brethren came uh, to, to him, and, and the Bible says, uh, when, when his brethren came to him, Joseph saw his brethren, he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spake roughly unto them, and said unto them, Whence come ye? And the Bible says, And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew not him. The first time uh, his brethren came to, eat, to, uh, uh, to Egypt, they didn't know Joseph. They didn't recognize him. 
And, uh, and uh, you know what happened the first time Christ came to his own? They didn't know him. They didn't recognize him. Luke 23, 34. Father, forgive them, for they what? Know not what they do. See, they didn't know him. Uh, because he didn't know the scriptures, we were told. And, they, and so what does the Bible say? Uh, for they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath day, they have fulfilled them in condemning him. They didn't know him the first time he came because they failed to read their scriptures. They had replaced the scriptures with their traditions. And they didn't know the scriptures. And they didn't know Christ when he came. Uh, the second time that, uh, jo that Joseph's brethren came, what happened? Joseph revealed himself to them, didn't he? Uh, the second time they came, they came to Egypt and then left and had to come back for some more food. And Joseph had set them up to see how honest they were. And that's another story. I won't go into it for time. But uh, they come back uh, for more supplies. And Joseph now, his heart's yearning to speak with his brethren. And the Bible says, Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known to his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians of the house of, house of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. <clears throat> uh, and you know, uh, one day, uh, Christ is coming back at the end of that tribulation period, and Israel's going to know him. He's coming back in that body, in that glorified body with, body with those pierced hands and those pierced feet. And when he conquers those nations on the earth, he's going to set up his reign, in, uh, in, going to reign the world from Israel. Uh, from that, and he's going, to reign, he's, going to, he's going to come in that body. And the nation of Israel, what? Is going to know. They're going to know him the second time. Zechariah prophesies of that. Zechariah 12.10. I will pour out upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. They shall look upon me whom they have pierced. They shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son. Oh, it, it was true. And the Bible says that, that at that time, one third of the nation of Israel on the earth is, are, are going to be believers. The other two-thirds are going to be unbelievers. They're going to be judged and purged out just like the rest of the unbelievers on the earth. But one-third of Israel is going to go, it, it, it was true, it, it was him. And then guess what? They're going to believe. They're going to believe. They shall look upon me whom they have pierced. They shall mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. Folks, that hadn't happened yet. They're going to look upon Jesus one day with that yearning, uh, and, they're, and, and they're going to know him, just, just as uh, uh, Joseph's brethren knew him and yearned for, the, and yearned for that closeness. Uh, going to jump ahead a little bit. After his rejection, uh, Joseph went to prepare a place for his brethren. Uh, what did he say when he was in it? Remember, they rejected him. He told his brethren, Haste ye and go up to my father and say unto him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me, tarry not. Thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen. Uh, be near unto me. Uh, you bring your children. I will nourish thee. Uh, and he says there's, there's more famine yet to come. So Joseph had prepared a place uh, for his brethren there in Egypt. You know what Jesus said after he left? 
the earth when he rose again and he hung around here for, for, uh, for about a month, a little bit longer, teaching the disciples before he ascended back up to heaven. Uh, he told them this while he was still on earth. He, John 14, 2, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That's the next coming that we already talked about. That's the coming that could happen at any time right now. Every believer could disappear from this earth and the world would be going, what happened? And, uh, and, and, and some of the unbelievers would, would remember some story about people disappearing and they'll start searching through the Bible and find it maybe. And, uh, and uh, that, that could happen at, at any time. And uh, so he prepared a place. The brethren, he sent his brethren to testify of his glory. What did Joseph say? He said, uh, he said uh, uh, tell my father all my glory in Egypt. Uh, Genesis 45, 13. Uh, he says, uh, he says uh, uh, and of all that you have seen, you shall haste and bring down my father. Uh, so he, so uh, he, he sent his brother to testify of his glory. And, uh, is, and that's, what, uh, that, that's, what, that's what we are to do. Is we, are, we, are, we, we testify uh, of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was delivered for our offenses. He was raised for our justification. Interesting uh, similarity. Both events were caused by men, but orchestrated by God. Uh, think about Joseph being sold into Egypt. What did Joseph say when he saw the big picture in Genesis 45, 8? So now it was not ye that sent me hither, but God. Wait a minute. His brethren hated him. They would have killed him. They were thinking about that. But they ended up just selling, just settling with selling him into slavery. They did that. But then Joseph realized, but God used what you did for good. God used your evil and your wickedness in sending me to Egypt. They, they, didn't have, they didn't have any good intent toward Joseph when they sent him there, I'll guarantee you. But you know what? God turned that into good, didn't he? And he exalted Joseph in Egypt and ended up saving the nation of Israel through the food they were able to get from Egypt. God used their evil and turned it into good. And you know, that's what, that's what God did with Jesus Christ. Evil men put him on a tree. Evil men condemned him unjustly. By the way, I said it this morning, it's not popular preaching, but it's true. Uh, people aren't good by nature, they're evil by nature, okay? Uh, uh, that's why, again, you don't have to teach little Johnny or little Susie to tell a lie or to steal or to hit each other uh, uh, because that comes naturally. It will come with no training. It will come with no coaxing. Uh, evil will come out of us in due time naturally. That's part of our human nature. It's in us. At heart, we are evil, not good. Uh, but when we get born again, when we trust Christ to be our Savior, He puts His Holy Spirit also in us. Now we have our spirit, not good by nature, and God's spirit in us, holy, pure, and true, and good, and powerful. And once you're saved, you can yield to that spirit and conquer the other spirit that's in you. And when you feel like doing wrong, you can say, 
But God, I'm yours. Help me do right. And that new spirit in you can help you do right. When you want to talk back to, bad to somebody who talked bad to you, you know, that old spirit wants to just fight right back, you can turn to the good spirit and say, God, your spirit's in me now. Help me, to, help me to love those that persecute me and pray for them, you say. You have that power after you're saved. Uh, but they were testifying. God orchestrated those things. Think about Jesus Christ. Evil it was evil in a sense that was done to him. But the Bible says in Isaiah 53.10, Yet it pleased the Lord, God, to bruise him. Talking about Jesus, a prophecy of the Messiah. He, God, hath put him, Christ, to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he uh, shall see his seed he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge Jesus Christ shall my righteous servant Jesus Christ justify many for he shall bear their iniquities Romans 4.25 says he was delivered for our offenses and was raised for our justification Jesus said no man taketh my life from me but I lay it down of myself. You see the power of God? Even when men plan evil, God can use that and say, watch me, watch what I do with that. <laughs> he saved the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. He provided a way for all the souls of men to be saved at Calvary a little over 2,000 years ago. Through the evil of men, yet the planning and power of God God said, I'll orchestrate this and I will work out my plan of salvation. I'll send my perfect son to die on the cross and rise again. He will bear the sins of the whole world. Then all who call upon him and trust in him, Lord, I'm a sinner. Forgive me and save me. I believe in you. Done. Done. Just like that. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I didn't say that. God did. Okay? God did. And uh, thank God for that. So we testify uh, of his glory. Both were sent with gifts and I'm done. I won't, I'll, I'll just give you the, uh, the facts about it. Joseph sent a wagon train back what? With all kinds of gifts from Egypt. So that, so that Jacob could look at it and say, Whoa. Well, he surely must be alive. Look at all this. We got wagons from Egypt. We got all the goods of Egypt. Wow. He whom I thought was dead is alive. And here's the gifts. Well, they thought Jesus Christ was dead. Those that didn't see him after he rose again. But what did he do? He rose again. And he sent his disciples into the world to preach the gospel. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit gives gifts to every believer. Every believer is changed. And every believer, when you get saved, you receive gifts from the Holy Spirit. It might be the gift of serving. It might be the gift of mercy. It might uh, be the gift of teaching or uh, the, the multiple gifts. But the Bible changes you and Christ changes you and gives you a gift to serve with. And after Christ rose again, went back to heaven, he sent his followers out into the world with what? Gifts from the Holy Spirit. As proof, you know, uh, remember when, uh, when they asked Peter, uh, the unbelievers asked Peter and the disciples, what's going on? He said, this is what Joel talked about. This has been sent down from heaven. These are the gifts that God has given. He's given his spirit to those that believe in him. That's why we're changed. That's why we were hiding before uh, uh, with the doors locked before he rose again. That's why we're out here boldly now preaching in the temple. Why? Because there was this different spirit in them, you say. 
those gifts were given. All these ways. And by the way, this is probably by no means exhaustive. I, I would imagine there's probably more in there. But in all these ways, Joseph himself is a portrait of Christ. And uh, just one of those ways we see God's design in this book. Everything pointing uh, toward his son, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we do thank you. Uh, we do praise you uh, for our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, there is one mediator between God and men, uh, the man, Christ Jesus, your word tells us. And Father, I'm so thankful that John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then John chapter 1 and around verse 14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Somehow, God, you became a man in Christ Jesus. You came to this earth. You put on flesh. And, uh, and Lord, your son died for us on that cross. Your divine, sinless son died for us and rose again. Father, for that we thank you and we praise you. And I thank you, dear God, that all of us who have looked to Christ for salvation are truly and forever saved. And Father, we thank you. We praise you for that. We pray that more would, as, the, as we have more time on this earth, that more would put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And Father, that, there, that all who have, that you'd help us to grow and to become more like Jesus in, 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 in our daily lives. Help us to learn the word. Help us, dear God, to know that you're in control of all things. You're merciful. And yet, Father, there you have an order of things. They're all happening the way that you said they would. Uh, you have an end. You said, you said uh, that you would make a short work upon the earth. In the light of eternity, what's going on on this planet right now and the time that when this planet ends, and by the way, you've told us how it will end, uh, but all that's happening here in light of eternity is very short, is very short. And then we have an eternity. And Father, if we've been born again, if we've trusted in Christ as our Savior, that eternity will be with you. will be with you forever in glory where there's no tears, there's no crying, there's no sorrow, there's no pain. There's eternal joy. There are that, at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. We look forward to that eternal bliss, but Lord, we want others uh, to go with us as well. So we pray you'd help us to sh continue to share that blessed gospel that others might be saved as well. And Father, uh, help us to be careful to thank you and give you the praise and the glory. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.